Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Jeff Probst hostess with the most, this Michael Munoz, and welcome to a very special holiday survival episode of In Yo Mouth. In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to. Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Goosebumps. <laughs> hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the most is Michael Munoz. And today I am super excited because as my co-host, I have my good Judy with me and also co-creator of the latest In Yo Mouth hit. You know, that good hit single on uh, Napster. <laughs> Justin D. Quackenbush. Say hi, Justin. Hi, Justin. Like that? Or is that something different? Or is that something different? (laughs) How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am great. Thanks for joining me (laughs) I'm excited to be doing this. Um, Are you? Mm -hmm. How excited? I'm so excited. I'm so scared. All right. I don't know about about any of that. Um, Did you know that today is National Nacho Day? Is that why I've been craving... I'm not... I I have been craving Mexican all day, but that's kind of every day, so... Oh. Oh. Is that like something... Especially when I'm in Miami. (laughs) That's more Cuban, actually. Look who's got the jokes. Let me remind you that this is Nacho <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm going to have to go get some after this. That oh, sounds great. Oh. Why is it Nacho Day, though? I don't know. I've been asking all my guests this. Why do we think or why do we need a national food holiday every day? I mean, everybody wants to feel special at least one day, right? Uh, yeah, that's but, why we all have birthdays. Yeah, but the food. So Maybe this it, is the birthday of nachos. Uh, I doubt that this is the birthday of nachos. Is that even a thing? <laughs> now I'm looking it up. Birthday <laughs> of nachos. Um, just so you know, um, 
In the United States, National Nacho Day is celebrated on November 6th. Mm -hmm. Ingredients generally used, various toppings. Well, that's helpful, Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to look up creation of nachos, but you all can do that on your own damn time because I really want to get to, uh, you know what, more important things like today in gay history. (laughs) Dear Justin, did you know that today is a very important day in the history of our people. I, I mean, I didn't. I think no. every day is a little bit important for our people. Well, yeah. The, well, especially these days. But um, a lot of a lot has happened in this day. But most importantly, in 2012, Washington voters approve referendum 74 legalizing oh. same yeah, yeah. sex marriage. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. So we are. Yeah. Tomorrow's voting day. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we have a vote. We have an election here in New York City. Yeah. So that makes sense. Right. It would fall somewhere around this day. Yeah. Isn't that exciting, That though? is very exciting. So, uh, I mean, welcome on this day. You know what? I have a very important question for you. Yes. Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> in some weird, twisted brotherhood of gay men, I'm sure that we are already, uh, what's that called, where you, like, you uh, live together for a long Common law. Common law marriage. <laughs> New York City does not have common law marriage. Oh, it doesn't? No, it doesn't. And thank God, because um, Mama Gladys, my mom, um, would be in deep trouble. Because, <laughs> listen, that, luck and love is not is not a strength uh, for the Munoz women. You know, it's just me and my mom, basically. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's a great way to segue into why I've invited you here (laughs) on this National Nacho Day slash same-sex marriage day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about survival, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The holidays are upon us. Mariah Carey's Christmas song has already been playing on loop. The Have radio- you heard it? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, yeah. I've been hearing it since, like, June, girl. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that is kind of a fun gay dance floor trick in the middle of the summer. Though. Yes. So, yeah. but no, that's been happening. The Rockettes have been performing since October. I mean... How they're not tired by Christmas Eve. Because uh, that paycheck is real cute. Well, yeah, I'm they, sure. They yeah. pay their entire rent for the rest of the year mm. in these three months doing 84 shows a week. Yeah, I I used to know one actually. She used to come when I was working at Vinyl. She used to come in fairly regularly. I I've, I've forgotten her name now, but um she would come and do the show and then she would move to Bali for the rest of the year and I was like, "Who lives in ba- I didn't even I don't even know where that is like how did you make that choice to like I'm a Christmas girl like in New York in the cold for two and a half months and then the rest of the year I'm a beach girl in Bali." Yeah, well, the paycheck is real cute. I'd be a beach girl in Bali, uh, Bali if I have. Uh, fuck it, <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd be a sand dune in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I hear you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no, <laughs> but really, Justin and I, folks out there, are no stranger to a survival job, mm. hustling for a dollar bill during the Christmas season, um, the hospitality industry and all aspects of being tipped and tipped badly mm. during the holidays, and what it means to like kind of live that, breathe that, and survive it. And I thought it would be a really interesting 
discussion with you uh, just to have about ways to get through that, interesting stories about that, crazy experiences with that. Because, um, folks, in your mouth, listeners, I know I've had a lot of crazy jobs. And since I've known Justin, yes, his last name is Quackenbush, and there's no other way to say his name but fully. Um, I know that he, as well, has had a lot of crazy jobs. So let's just start there. What, like, What's the craziest job you've had? Oh my god, you specifically like during this time of year or yeah, or just survival job in general? Well, yeah. you know, it's really funny like I um you're sitting here talking about, you know, the the season, right? Like the holiday season and I'm thinking as you're talking about how how every holiday kind of has a season. Uh there's like wedding season, there is Easter season, you know, mm-hmm. like springtime there's So I think it was um Stephen Schwartz that once said, every man has a season. Correct mm, me. Yes. Well, yes. you have that perfect tie-in for what I was going to say yes. next. And <laughs> it's really interesting when you are um, a performer and also a good uh, worker in the hospitality industry. Not everybody can really cut it um, in the hospitality industry. And I think that um, those of us that can wear both hats well uh opens up really interesting avenues that don't always appear for everybody else so i have for instance uh on one year i was a um i was the easter bunny at tavern on the green um for their easter brunch and that was like the craziest wildest nightmare of a job uh another year i was working down in Soho at Kate's Papery, and this guy with, like, a black Amex came in asking for custom invitations for his Halloween party, which was, like, a week away. And so I made these custom crazy invitations that he knocked his socks off. And then he was like, you know, I need help putting the party together. So he tossed, like, a duplicate business card at me and just said go buy whatever you need from whatever store and like decorate my house and he basically made me his like personal event planner with my my friend and we were like we went on this i mean i don't know if it would ever happen now you know with card technology and stuff but it was like 20 years ago i'm running around to like abracadabra magic shop and spirit of halloween and the you know all the places downtown and we bought you know diffusers to make cauldrons bubble and ordered dry ice and like got it catered and i mean it was this wild insane thing that i ended up being an event planner and throwing a party um that's crazy that actually reminds me of the time that i was when i was doing musical theater full-time and i was a youngin working in brooklyn heights down on montague street at this italian restaurant that is no longer there i ended up decorating because i had a flair of for decorating Mm -hmm. decorating the restaurant i worked in or worked at for um christmas you know real real garlands and the whole nine and then people were coming in they were like oh my god this is so pretty this is so pretty i went to staples got those cheap business cards and some stationery printed out some stationery and walked up and down montague street and handed them uh munoz uh, uh, Christmas decorating things. I decorated all of Montague Street that year for Christmas, and I was working round the clock. Yes, 
round the clock. Yeah. Just in these restaurants doing all sorts of crazy tomfoolery Christmas. I carried 20 foot, uh, a bushel of 20 foot birch branches on the subway from the flower district to <laughs> Brooklyn Heights. Oh, yeah. Um, I did in one in one of the restaurants I did because cause the restaurant was very orange and yellow and and it was very autumnal. Mm-hmm. And I got this idea to do a very Harlequin Christmas, you know, black and ambers and Ooh, pretty. Right. Yeah. Very, very pretty. And I didn't know where I was going to find Christmas decorations like that. But lo and behold, I walked into Macy's and they had a whole Harlequin a tree for those of you who don't know what harlequin is it's kind of that like jester renaissance jester print it's that like diamond Mm -hmm. black yellow orange pattern out there look it up it's fabulous anyways i it doesn't scream christmas but i was trying to do something different and i sent the man drawings and samples and i said hey you need to sign off on this before i do it and he's like no i trust you i trust you it's going to be great because they had this massive dome at the uh, opening of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I made it rain, all these different shaped Harlequin, uh, hand-blown glass ornaments. Oh it was God. stunning. It was stunning. He hated every last <laughs> minute of it. And thank God I had him sign off on it and sign papers that said, once mm. it's done, it's done. Because I would have been in deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, so that yeah. actually brings up a really good point of surviving holiday uh, nightmares and work and, you know, being stressed out and all that. And that is, don't do anything until it's in writing. <laughs> <laughs> have, have a, have a do anything. signed contract <laughs> before you touch anything. And make sure and it's, and make sure for, it's legal. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, so there you are peddling your papayas up and down Montague Street. Like, how do you survive the insanity of working around the clock in a situation like no, that? You don't. Like, what, you, you don't. Know, what is it that you do? Like, no. when uh, you my try friend... to yeah, go ahead. get rest and eat and, you know, do all the healthy things that you can. But like, inevitably, by January 1st, we're ready for like... A three-month vacation. For sure. But then <laughs> you have to continue on doing uh-huh. what you, your original intent was to do, whether that was perform or um, I'm going to, yes, honk if you love performing. Folks out there, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, you know or you may not know that uh, I record out of my fabulous Times Square studio. The Times Square Studios. 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 Studios, studios, studios. right? Um, where the sounds of the city are always a, a beautiful ambient noise mm. here on the podcast. But back to what I was saying, it's you you have to go back to doing what you love and the whole reason you killed yourself for these two months to, you know, provide so you can survive, you know, exactly. creating your art. I'm, yep. I Like I was going to say, I'm going to bust my butt throughout the holidays once again and come january i think it's the second is a wednesday or something or maybe new year's eve or day is a wednesday i'm gonna still have to put out the podcast you know correct just keep trucking along and i mean why do we do it to ourselves why don't we just get a full-time job and oh my god you know (laughs) well yeah i i think that 
um, that is something that we who have chosen a a uh, unorthodox an unorthodox path when it comes to work. Um, I think we ask that question for the rest of our lives because no matter how good you get at multitasking, no matter how good you get at dry spells and you know reining it in and being like, okay, things are a little tight right now and that freaks me out because I'm used to having more gigs than I am having right now, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can really get experience and practice with that. And that question I don't think will ever go away, right? Not even from our, not, not even from ourselves. Other people will always want to know, like, why do you do that to yourself? You know, like, wouldn't it just be easier to have a set schedule and benefits and da 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 da? And it's like, would it be? I don't, I don't know. I like, don't know. isn't isn't that hard too? Like, yeah, I mean, but there's it's something... its own grind. It's its own hustle. Like, there's something to be said to not knowing anything else either. Mm. As we talk about this, I'm I'm actually realizing that this has been my life since the beginning. Since the moment I started working at 15, right, going from job to school, job to school, job to school. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated, it was the musical theater hustle into, into you know, working in restaurants and in and out of restaurants. And then um, every other crazy odd job that I've had mm-hmm. um, from here to Timbuktu. And then once you get a, a theater job and, or an art job or once I, you know, had that spot on television for like two seconds or, or whatnot. Yeah, that lifts you up for a second. But then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now what? Because that's over and I still got to make my next paycheck. And it's very funny. I think it was, uh, what was her name in Light in the Piazza? Um, she won the Tony. Uh, Victoria Clark? Victoria Clark says, uh, famous Broadway actress. Fabulous. Broadway yes, fabulous. Actress. I told this story about how she had just won the Tony for that light in the piazza closed and she was back to babysitting. Yes. Right. Yeah. No. And you know, I, I think about that all the time and, um, in my, in my moments when I'm really down on myself and feeling like, Oh God, am I ever going to get to do something really cool again or something that really stimulates me, uh, stimulates my, my inner creative soul. Mm-hmm. Um, a finger up the butt will do. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, well. That goes both ways too. Um but like but like um oh Christ, you flustered me. What was I saying? We oh, we were talking about uh yeah. Victoria so, Clark. So, you know, I I always go back to this idea this 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 one time I was feeling really shitty and um I felt like I was working my tail off at survival shit that I didn't really care very much about but just happened to be good at da, 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 da. and I had taken myself out as a treat to see a show I can't remember which show it was but I opened the playbill and you know how there's always the ad for the Broadway on the high seas oh yeah yeah, the, yeah the like headshots at the bottom of who's gonna yeah. be on like Patty Lapone and Audrey McDonald Girl, are always you took there the words right out of my mouth <laughs> Patty who is my queen who I think is flawless and you know haters go ahead and hate that that you know don't think the same thing but if you have ever uh had the opportunity to sit in in a broadway house and watch her work 
she will fucking find you. If the audience is, I saw her in, um, na 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 na. What the hell is that? Uh, Gypsy? Uh, no. Oh my god, no! I saw Rainy her that many, four times. No, 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 no. The one that didn't do very well, I can which get it, also uh, has Sherry Renee in it, who's another story I want I to tie into. I can get it for your this. wholesale. <laughs> no, <laughs> Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Okay, not a very very popular show. And I went to see it on a matinee on a Sunday, and I ended up in... In the park like, with George. I was in, like, the... The what? <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday in the park with George. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you were on the... Well, we just made so many Broadway references. I was just going to keep I, going. We, we had a Broadway aneurysm, a collective uh-huh. Broadway aneurysm. <laughs> they call it gay baseball. It's catching. So, yeah, I was seeing Sunday in the... Or not Sunday in the Park. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing um, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which is what I am right now because this is giving me so many... There, there's, I'm so overstimulated thinking about Patty LuPone. I'm sitting, like, maybe six rows back in the orchestra on the side, and the entire TDF audience around me, for those of you who don't know what TDF is, it's um, a subscriber thing where you can get discounted tickets... Um, by becoming a member, you pay a yearly fee, and then you get discount tickets for shows that are offering them. And it's often uh, a place where shows that aren't selling well will release blocks of tickets because they can afford to. And right. so you can get a Broadway show ticket for like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever. And so the TDF audience is usually a lot of people that are like half in. They're just doing it for whatever and or they're very old and are looking for, you know, the senior discounts and such. And so there's a lot of snoozers a lot of the time, especially matinees. And I'm sitting there, the entire audience is like just asleep around me. And she has this lovely song in the middle of act two. And I saw her like, like really scanning, really kind of like, she, she, I mean, she was, it was late in the run and they were getting ready to close and she's looking, 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 looking. And she sees me sitting there just riveted. Right. And I swear to God, I, I swear on my life. She gave the rest of the song directly to me. She stopped looking anywhere else in the audience, gave me dead communion in the eyes and like sang into my like vagina. It was, it was like (laughs) the most amazing experience ever and that's the type of perform- dedicated performer that she is and even she is doing cruise ships to pay the bills occasionally right yeah. like and so this is the, this is getting back to the original point of bringing her up i think of that all the time a few weeks ago i you know i was bartending sherry renee scott came up to me uh, we're just uh, we're just gonna keep dropping names. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is the only other story that I want to like because I also worship her and mm-hmm. I think that she's brilliant. And um, she comes up. She's um, you know, ordering some stuff. And then at the end, I was like, I'm just gonna give you a little discount because I really like your work. I was you know being kind of trying to be cool about it. She goes, Oh my gosh, thank you. And I said, Yeah, I just have to say, you know, like. Um, Everyday Rapture, there are sections of it that I listen to all the time, and I just weep. And then um, I saw World Inside a Loop, and I think it it was one of the smartest pieces of theater that I've seen in a long, long time. You're so incredible at both performing and also creating your own content, and I really admire that in you. Um, and thank you so much for, you know, doing what you do. And she goes, oh, my gosh, Hi. I'm Sherry, you know, like <laughs> with the like blonde ditzy like voice, and I was like, I know exactly who you are, obviously. And I shook her hand, and she goes, "That means so much to me because I'm out of work right now." Yeah, and it knocked my socks off that like I'm the one that's employed, right? Like giving her her concessions, 
and she's having a hard time, like, because she's not working, and I extend I mean, this I, little, I, like, I thing. I think of, she's just fine. She's fine. No, but she's, <laughs> I'm saying a yeah, hard yeah. time, maybe with the ego, the emotional side of not working, right? Like, yeah, when you're in sure. between, that's a, that's heavy. That, that that weighs on you. And so she's having a hard time, and she's saying it really means a lot, and she goes, I can't wait to tell Dick Scanlon, my writer, like, you know, that this this really sweet guy, like, you know, really likes our work. And I was like, you don't even know who I am. But, like, I love that it mm-hmm. actually seems like it's touching a part of your soul that means something. And so I think that that's worth always remembering is that no matter how successful you get in this industry. Or any As industry. a performer. Or any industry. Mm-hmm. It is always easy to get knocked back down or to go through yet again having to build yourself back up oh yeah oh yeah i was just watching linear it is like ebbs and flows like anything else i was just watching last season of the real housewives of new jersey (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding wait is that like Teresa and joe is that that, yeah yeah yeah, that's that that, whole group that's that's whole group of people okay so i don't watch it but uh, i watch wendy occasionally dolores dolores says to jennifer right because jennifer is a one-upper Right, a Turkish. She's the Turkish princess, and she's a one-upper. And they're on this Oklahoma trip, and (laughs) and Jennifer's not there for being in Oklahoma, right? Because she's too rich to be in Oklahoma or something. Dolores turns around. She goes, "Careful, uh, careful, Jennifer. God has a real weird way of bringing people back down to earth." Oh shit. And I lived little truth right in the middle of Real Housewives. I lived for it because I was like, yeah, she goes, God has a really Mm. odd way of humbling people, Jennifer. Ooh! I was like, you know what? It's true, though. It's true. But why do the holidays make it, like, so much worse? Why? Why is it, like, it's just that much more pressure, right? When the holidays, in my mind at least, are supposed to be... You know, a coming together, a joyous time. Let's do this. Mm. But then all of a sudden, it's like, it's it's Thanksgiving and Christmas. Let's kill ourselves. Yeah. You know. Well, because you know, and, and I have thought about this a lot over the over the years, and I, I I think that you know, Thanksgiving into Christmas into New Year's, and followed in a in a close second by the wedding industry, we've been socialized to feel like if we are not happy and joyous. And like having the best time ever in any one of these events, um, that there we are inherently flawed and wrong, right? Like that there's we're depressed, we're not good, all of this stuff. Um, and um, I think that when it comes down to being a worker that peddles Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, so that could be food service, that could be like oh my god, a place like Williams-Sonoma, right? Like, where it's all about, like, the turkey for four weeks, and then it's all about peppermint bark for the next four, and then, like, <laughs> I don't even know what they're doing about <laughs> Ooh, why don't you tell us really how you feel about Williams-Sonoma? Not that you've ever worked there. Not a sponsor. Hopefully they will be one day. <laughs> I most certainly did work. Did you not know that? Oh, you did know that. Okay, I was like, how do you not know that about me? Um, no, but, you know, like, Something like that, or or even um, even just you know having to come up with holiday menus for for restaurants, or having to come up with like um, a line of of jovial sweaters for Old Navy, or like whatever it is that's happening that is like specific to a season. Um, it I think that we're supposed to buy in. We feel the pressure to buy in, or else we're a Grinch, or else we're 
um, you know, an, an asshole. We're anti-family if it's that we don't go to Thanksgiving. We're, uh, we're you know, a party pooper if we don't like New Year's Eve. We're against love if we don't like, you know, a big, glamorous, humongous wedding. Like, um, so there's a there's almost a weird pressure to perform to be on right so you're supposed to all like you're supposed to be having all the like good experiences so from you're the commercials saying, so right? you're saying that people like you and i have like holiday ed <laughs> <laughs> a little performance anxiety yeah yeah like girl a, like a holiday yeah ED. girl so, and they don't give you a cialis for that shit no but you know? i mean what would be that you know what <laughs> oh yeah i just said it <laughs> Will, <laughs> will, will like, like I'm your like permanent co-host. All of a sudden, I was like, he'll take, he'll take a sponsor from Cialis too. <laughs> Hi, I will. We love you know our dicks. Uh, I'll take, I'll take a sponsorship from Hims at this point, <laughs> or Roman, or Roman, or whatever it is. Hi, Hims and Roman. Hi. We're talking. Yes. I'll even bring out my uh, my announcer voice for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I get the pressure to perform and the pressure to love it, but I do love it. But then I kill myself mm. during it, and I end up hating it because I'm killing myself. Yeah, and it's this weird internal, like, vicious cycle because you're like, I'm supposed to be loving this because I do love Like, I actually really love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. Um, and I I really love Christmas, too. Um, but, yeah, when you're working, when you're, you know doing all the extra events you're saying yes to this gig you're you know like you have eight million done a things. million and one things that are specialty things for different one-off jobs during the holidays and it is stressful and you say yes all this because you want all the cash and everything you end up presenting it and then you feel like an asshole because you're like well i did this to myself because i love this and now i hate it because it's like you know when you're when you're wrapped up in commodifying the industry instead of or the industry that's surrounding it commodifying the holiday that is you're not in the business of enjoying it no but you know what we will be in the business of enjoying very soon what food news update (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we're going to come back to all of this and figure out what the best way is to survive this and come through it. Yeah. But I think it's really, I think Justin is excited as I am to get to your favorite part and my favorite part of the pod, Food News Update! Food News Update! Oh. Food News! Honey, you ain't ready, girl! Spill the tea! News Update! Very relatable woman sues waiter for spilling wine on her $30,000 Hermes handbag. This is a real headline? Yes. Thank you, munchies.vice.com. Very relatable? <laughs> like, as they're being, she, they're as being she so- works for the related companies, <laughs> which somebody with that kind of situation probably would. They're, um, they're being very sarcastic throughout this whole thing. <laughs> So apparently this tragedy occurred last September at the Alpine Country Club, tragedy. which has <laughs> a $65,000 initiation fee. All right? $65,000 just to walk through the door of this country club. Mm. Um, the Alpine Country Club describes itself as 
an investment in leisure and luxury, promising its members everything from a, a world-class golf course and tennis courts to a fitness center and poolscape. The fuck's a poolscape? <laughs> to several gracious dining options. <laughs> oh my god, is it like one of those pools that has like like landscaping done around it so it looks like it's outside but it's really inside? Yeah, probably. Probably. I've heard that term before. Yeah, start using a poolscape. Anywho, Mariana, Mariana Bader, a New Jersey real estate agent, has recently filed a lawsuit against the private club alleging that one of its waiters spilled red wine all over her and all over her $30,000 Hermes handbag. So, Just so you know, and thank you, Munchies, for this, the nominal median per capita income in the United States was $31,700. Eighty-six dollars in 2017. The nominal median per capita income mm-hmm. was thirty-one thousand seven hundred eighty-six mm-hmm. dollars in 2017. Or a handbag. Or or you get yeah. one bag. <laughs> you get one bag. Could you imagine McDonald's was like, get- well, it was like <laughs> at, at the end of the year. Where's my paycheck, boo? Girl. Here's your handbag. <laughs> Don't spill any wine on it. Um, so apparently she goes, uh, oh, this. Mary er, Masturbator. Yes, okay. Mar- Mariana Bader. Um, allegedly. Um, so the French fashion house um, has discontinued said bag, which had been a gift for her 30th birthday. Oh, God. Her 30th birthday. Whoever the waiter was proceeded to pour red wine and didn't stop. Alexandra Erico, Bader's attorney, told the NorthJersey.com, poured it all over her, poured it all over her husband, and poured it all over her very expensive Hermes bag. Yep, yep, yep. Has this case had an outcome yet? No, not yet. This This is new. This is new. This happened last September, but they're suing now. That seems appropriate. Yeah, right? What's Could the you... statute of limitations on like <laughs> on pouring wine pouring on a bag? <laughs> <laughs> By accident, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you just opened up another hole. You know? So I'm not that kind of waiter though. Are you? Oh I've yeah. Never... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never spit in anything oh, yeah, yeah. or oh, done any of that oh, stuff really? that like everybody speaks oh, of. No, oh. I'm good. I got to a point. I'll give you a mean stank stank eye right to your oh, face no. though. I I I mean Oh I'll say God. fuck the tip and fuck <laughs> you. And walk away. I've done that. I reached a point in my I've it's ebbs and flows like everything with these survival jobs, especially when I was in hospitality a lot more full time than I am now. And I just like you just have had enough with people and their nonsense and there are days where I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> nice. Like there was like there was this one time not that long ago that someone said to me <laughs> I poured uh, she came up to the bar and she was like oh my god do you have wine I said yeah and I was like I forget what it was I was like Malbec Pinot Grigio and Rosé mm. great uh, I'll have the Malbec and poured her some Malbec uh, what kind of wine is that Malbec no but what kind red is it cold <laughs> and add it and everyone take a sip and find uh, out I literally goes it's red with the most stank face. Mm-hmm. And some people came up to me and they were like, you completely just stole all of her joy about being here. And be- I was like, I don't, I just don't know what to do with all of you being needy right now. You're a joy stealer. Uh, yes, I, I was a joy stealer that day. I mean, I've done worse things. I mean, 
I mean, as a Puerto Rican who's been often asked when he's gotten his green card um, and told that I wasn't from here by clientele and so on and so oh, forth, yeah. I may have licked a roll or stuffed my face in a salad, you know, <laughs> and put it out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, But that was a long time ago, and I'm very well out You're a of, reformed Puerto Rican. I am. I am a reformed, <laughs> uh, a born-again. <laughs> born-again Ricans. <laughs> but I've, I haven't worked at any of those places in a very, very long time in the place I work at currently. Um, I'm there so seldomly that that never happens because I'm very joyous because I'm not, I'm very I'm there very little. So it's a joy to walk in and see yeah. people I like and then yeah. it's easy. But back to Ms. Marianne. Oh, God, this bitch <laughs> still has more of a story. She's ridiculous. She's got Okay. So they're suing the I club. Would fucking, I want to pour a bottle of wine on her. Yeah, on purpose. Just like every day now. Yeah. <laughs> she deserves like a, it. We, we should glitter bomb her. Oh, my God. That would be great. Because yes. then she'll sue us for the glitter. Can you sue for glitter? Probably if it gets in your eyes, right? But if you glitter bomb her from behind, <laughs> so it only hits her back. <laughs> well, is it really like, can, is it a sue-worthy offense if she opens the mail that has the glitter bomb in it? Who's responsible for opening the mail? I don't know. I don't Watch know. Watch it be like her servant or some, like her Puerto Rican housekeeper that, you know, we end up glitter bombing them yes. instead. That, uh, let's not do that. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> but... So apparently the the country club has stopped responding once again, um, allegedly because the bag wasn't really worth that much to begin with since you have to pay um, $65,000 <gasps> to get in and then $19,000 an annual <laughs> Oh, that's pretty fierce, though. Yeah, that's great. It's Who's like, that manager? Yeah. I bet she's a... It's like, oh, please, it's it's... it's you know, it yeah. might as well be from Century 21 at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. What state is this? Uh, New Jersey. But you know, that... Um, Shit. It's very upscale. I bet you she lives... Uh, she's friends with the housewives. <laughs> and we're just going to leave it at that. That statement is the best. New Jersey. It's very upscale. Never heard those two things back to back like that before. So earnestly. Good for you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. The first pickup-only Starbucks in the U.S. opens its doors next week. Cool. Where is it? Yes. Yes. Delish.com. Somebody put this on Facebook like a couple weeks ago. They were like, oh, fun coffee roulette. Just walk into any Starbucks and do the pickup order. That's like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't believe that I'm friends with somebody who thinks like that. And B, what did you get today? Um, like, uh, a, <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard of that before. No, because not at all. that's been happening forever. Because they just call out names, or and you know, there's that one person that just never pays Pretty attention. Like, yeah, I'm Bruno. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm Elizabeth. Yeah, done. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, got it. Thank you. You walk out with a caramel macchiato, unicorn frappuccino, and and, and they won't. And especially now, like they would never like if you if you answered for like Elizabeth, like you they would never. Yeah, call you on that because like you know Starbucks corporate is like don't use pronouns don't question people's names yeah a customer yeah. will sue if they have a beard well especially after all the Elizabeth. trouble that Starbucks has been into in the, in the past we don't have to get into that but but yeah I mean you could do it I, I've never done it that I've never done but you I, I would imagine people do it at Sweetgreen because they have that just bar of people pre-ordering Salads on their oh, app, yeah. and they don't yeah, check. Just salad does that. Too. Yeah, just salad. I think Panera does it now. A bunch of people. 
you know, I listen, if you're I'm not telling you I'm not <laughs> advocating for stealing people's <laughs> shit, but it, but bitch, if you're hungry out there and you need some food. That, it's the way to do it, girl. It, it would be the way to do it, but I'm not encouraging it. At But back to Starbucks. Um, on Tuesday, Starbucks will open its first Starbucks pickup location in New York City at Penn Plaza. Very close oh, to the, the, oh, the, the Times Square yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's never been a Starbucks line like this before, and obviously, hey Starbucks, you've got money. We'll take a sponsor, or he'll take a sponsor from you too. I will. The store will be about a thousand square feet, and a little bit more than half the average Starbucks location size. It's going to be sleeker and more brightly lit. Yes, thank you for the good lighting. Hopefully, Amber. <laughs> what more is there to say about? You're going to order your shit online and then pick it up, and there's going to be no line. Pick up only. So you yeah. know that – oh, my God. I would love to, like, just hang out in there for an afternoon and watch – The chaos? The em- watch the employees freak out on people, especially, like, maybe the end of the day or the end of, like, when the shift turnover is, like, 3 o'clock or something. Hang out and, like, watch the people go, like – who have been saying, no, you have to order online, right? Like, <laughs> how you, nobody's going to know the difference. They're going to go like, people are used to walking into Starbucks and like ordering shit and having yeah. a counter full of drinks already there. Or, or you know? using like, the bathroom at their leisure. Yeah. 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 So like, they're going to be pick up only. Oh my God. I want to watch right. that. Yeah. Two for two survival jobs out there. If you need one, you can be a waiter at the Alpine country club. <laughs> right, just don't pour some shit on somebody because I mean, if they have a sixty-five thousand dollar annual fee, you know you're making money as a waiter over there, right? So pick up some holiday. You know work. that Alpine Country Club is still being like, you know, they're taking like a tip credit on whatever those servers. They're uh, they're probably uh, paying we like we don't know that. Maybe they're good people. Maybe maybe they're good people. All right. Maybe they are. But and then if you need, you know, if you need extra holiday work, at least. You can be uh, the person who hands people their drinks at the pickup, at the pickup Starbucks. I mean, what more is there to say about it? Good luck to you, Starbucks. A college kid drives 500 miles to sell Krispy Kreme donuts across state lines. (laughs) It sounds like more than one state line. (laughs) Wait, how many states was he (laughs) doing? Um... So the, this story has a great outcome because the company, uh, Krispy Kreme, which initially told him to knock it off, just announced they'd be happy to work with him as an independent operator. Talk oh, so about he'd be like a franchise owner? I guess, but he's an independent operator, so I don't know if he's selling them. Well, let's get into it here. <laughs> so earlier this year, Jason Gonzalez, which happened to be the name of somebody I used to date, but not the person I'm dating. I dated was coaching a soccer match in Iowa. <laughs> he also is a great baker too. What a coincidence. Um, uh, was coaching a soccer <laughs> match in Iowa. You're turning so red right When now. he saw, I, cause I was like, Oh, I didn't realize this. Maybe. I, <laughs> all right. Great. Um, when he saw a Dion logo for Krispy Kreme donut shop, the 21 year old attends a college in Minnesota, a state that has been Krispy Kreme free for more than a decade, and he wrote a Facebook post to ask if anyone back home wanted him to pick up some of the original glazed. By the next day, he had more than 300 replies. Wow. That's... Wait, does he sell them at a premium or something? Is that what... Maybe, or maybe he just sells them at cost. 
Well, then how is that? I mean, that's not really like making money for him, yeah, right? Yeah. Anyways, Gonzalez made the 500 plus mile round trip on 19 different occasions, filling his Ford Focus with as many as 100 dozen donuts at a time. He took orders through his <laughs> Facebook page, charging $17 for a box of original glazed and 20 for a specialty dozen, and then delivered them to his customers in the parking lots of Target stores or outside bowling alleys back in Minnesota. <laughs> Wow. You know what? Good oh, for you. Gosh. Now, that's the hustle. That is a hustle that's right there. That's the hustle. Sure is. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we know why Minnesota has been Krispy Kreme free for more than a decade? Well, that's kind of like a like Trader Joe's situation. Trader Joe's is gets very specific. I mean, Brooklyn's getting, um, what's that fancy, what's that fancy supermarket that whole foods no um the one with the good it's very i think it's florida based they're not a kroger publix? yeah they're getting a publix brooklyn's getting a publix yeah you see how excited you are brooklyn has never had a publix at least in the in the mm. 24 years i've been living fascinating <laughs> yeah where like what oh, doesn't matter yeah people, man. so that's exciting <laughs> So, um, so it's not it's not that the state of Minnesota has put a like kibosh a hard no on, on no Krispy Kreme. <laughs> it's that the it's that Krispy Kreme hasn't extended into that market. Yeah, I gotcha. I thought it was the la- uh, the prior, and I was confused as to what what Krispy Kreme did to the state of Minnesota that Minnesota was like no glazed donuts. Yeah, right. So, um, the positive of this and. I'm living for your hustle, Jason Gonzalez. Uh, Krispy Kreme said, Today we reached out to Jason to express our appreciation for his love of Krispy Kreme and admiration for his entrepreneurial spirit. We are going to help him achieve his goals, which include being debt-free when he graduates in 2021, in part by selling Krispy Kreme donuts. That's awesome. You know what this reminds me of? This is like a college version of what you used to do when you were like fundraising for the school basketball team. Yeah. Like, well, I never was fundraising for the basketball team, but you know, no. like you were you were fundraising for the. I don't, we, <laughs> the, the we didn't even have a glee club, or we didn't have fundraising for the Thespians. Bot- bottoms of America. <laughs> <laughs> You sold mm. you sold fleet enemas to the. Can I interest you in some psyllium husk? It's great for your colon. <laughs> Not some gum arabic. <laughs> yeah, and then they get to like pick. You know, like <laughs> I like this. You get to like pick. You know, your your for your fundraising prize, right? Like you get like a vibrator, like a some other adult novelty. Yeah. I think we just invented something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. But on that note, I think this is a great end. (laughs) It will be after you take your psyllium husk. (laughs) And a a big congrats to Jason Gonzalez out there. (laughs) Hey, Fleet Animals. Thanks for listening to Food News Update. (laughs) For sure. Well, that was a food news update for the books. <laughs> oh, God. So My mother's like, going to listen to this and be like, huh. Your mother loves me. She she does. She does. I said I was coming over here today, and she was 
well, there's so many things that I can tell you about my yes. mom, but that we'll do that in private. Yes. Um, so I looked up weird um, survival jobs, like just weird jobs in general. Uh, number 10 is a professional sleeper. Huh? Yeah. A hotel in Finland hired a member of staff as a professional sleeper to test all the comfort of their beds. How do you feel about it? <laughs> yes, nothing <laughs> to say. There's a, no, I was sleeping, so I didn't know. Oh, there's a drying paint watcher. Oh, come on. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's someone actually earns a living watching paint dry. A man in the UK currently has the job, and he spends his days uh, painting sheets of cardboard to test how long new paint mixes take to dry. There's a full-time Netflix viewer. There's a train pusher. <laughs> Jesus. There's a professional mourner. Wow. What? Yeah, it is a tradition in Southeast... South. I can't oh. speak. It's, it is a tradition mm -hmm. in Southeast Asia that a loud funeral will assist the dead as they travel to the afterlife. Mm -hmm. So professional mourners are hired to mm -hmm. cry and weep loudly throughout the service. Mm -hmm. There's a snake milker. Now that would be the job for me, Jesus. Girl. There's a dog food taster. An odor judge. Um, oh, who does like like feet and armpits and things? Yeah, yeah. Um, a marmite taster. Marmite taster. Have you never had marmite? Honk if you love marmite. Um, <laughs> no. No, I have no idea. It's what Australian, about. isn't it? They say you love it or hate it, and in the case of Saint John Skelton, he really takes his appreciation for it to another level. Marmite. Yeah, as a part of a team, and why is it Saint John Skelton? That's the first thing. St. Right. Sergeant? ST? No. SGT is Sergeant. Yeah, that's what I was saying. ST. Saint, Saint, Saint John. Saint John Skelton. All right. There are living saints. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. As a part of a team of Marmite tasters, he is responsible for checking each batch of Marmite is the correct texture, consistency, and flavor. In the 30 years he has been working there, he has eaten around 3,000 jars. I can't believe you've never tasted Marmite. Sure haven't. It's I still disgusting. Don't even know. Is it like a, okay, yeah, no. Well. It's uh, Australian, if I'm not mistaken, and they put it on toast and things. Or maybe it's English. Marmite. Um, and they put it on toast, and it's gross. I mean, I thought I had had some weird survival jobs, but these are all just crazy. No? No, it's a, mar Marmite is a British food spread made from yeast extract. There we go. Yeah, no, I'm really turned off. I'm I'm started thinking about nachos again. Yeah, just to get my out my brain out of like yeastville. <laughs> my God, now now exiting yeastville. Oh my God, happy holidays! Again. Speaking of yeastville, what are your favorite like holiday? Um, that is so, with survival, right? Like yeah. one of the things that I love about the holidays is things that I only eat once a year. Like my mother. Uh, makes a fantastic um, breakfast roll for it's our it's our Christmas tradition. We have like a sweet roll uh, on Christmas morning, and there's two different versions that she makes. One's butterscotch pecan, and the other one's an orange roll. And it's this yeast yeah. dough that is oh, really nice. complicated to make. It is an all day process, it, and the recipe itself makes like several dozen. Um, 
And I've I've helped her with this process a couple times. It's one of my favorite things about the holidays. Also, their is like roles, traditions. their roles, and not like Swiss rolls. So it's not like Correct. one big loaf, but they're just like no, but rolls you make in a it basket. Like a Swiss roll, and then it has to um, rise. You, you cut it while it is. You, so you 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 roll the dough out after it's like second or third rise, and you spread it with the butter and. Um, it's like a cinnamon and sugar mixture or a um, orange zest, orange lemon zest and sugar mixture. And that goes on the inside and then you roll it up like a Swiss roll and you and then you cut it. And then you have to work pretty fast because it starts to proof really rapidly. And you put them um, in the pans like, you know, six or seven at a time, depending on if yeah. it's like an eighth, eight, eight or nine inch mm-hmm. pan. And, um, and then they proof again there and then you put them in the oven and you bake them and so that when you invert them out of the pan it's sort of like a it's like a cinnamon bun yeah yeah right um but uh oh my god what a delicious amazing mouth-watering treat and i only and i don't like when i pass a place that has them in the window they always look good to me like i can walk right past a cinnamon and smell that shit and be like mm, i love some cinnamon breakfasty deliciousness but I save that experience for Christmas time. Oh, that's Mama a like, that is a that. thing yeah. that I would count in my like survival mechanism column, right? <laughs> like I made it all the way to Christmas morning. Nobody's dead, including myself. <laughs> I get to eat some fattening sugar deliciousness. When you said breakfast roll, I, I was thinking something like a Swiss roll, but full filled with like bacon, egg, and cheese or something like Ooh, that. Like a, like a, like a. That's, I'm a savory. Delicious stromboli. Yeah. Right? Mm. Something like that. That's what I was thinking. You know, I've never done that. I've only ever like gotten that out before that would be a fairly easy thing to make maybe i'll yeah do that one time i love making like um new things i went on a kick last year where i was just making graham crackers to sort of like keep my sanity because i was um i had a lot going on (laughs) i I got fascinated by because that's what people do to to keep their sanity is make graham crackers or anything right like you know um but trying something new, yeah, I think it's important to try try new things, especially in the kitchen when you're cooking and things, you know. So, so yeah, eating eating delicious things uh, eating. is a. I mean, if, good if you had survival. to give if you had to give one one suggestion on how to get through the next two months, okay, with your sanity intact, what would it be? Oh, girl. I mean, this is probably going to sound really basic, but. Breathe and shh, right? Like, <laughs> and shh. <laughs> yeah, there's so much noise surrounding the holidays. You know, like, internal is the type that I'm talking about. I mean, certainly the external adds to the internal, but like, the I was supposed to get this done today. I didn't. I forgot to get a gift for so and so. I am going to be late for this gig. I, um, I'm anxious about like you know getting kissed under the mistletoe i you know all that nonsense you know i think it's really important to take a second and like hush the noise internally and um and you can do that with some some good breathing yeah yeah i like that um and that's and advice. also fucking and, eggnog. Yes, or, or that's co- a close second. Or coquitos. Or coquitos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. 
Mm. No, I find that every year um, as we wrap this podcast up right now, uh, every year the holiday blues sets in a little earlier Mm. and earlier. It's that, why do I work so much? Oh, I'm single again for another Christmas. Oh, like that all noise. Oh, I have so much to do. Oh, this, you know, all of the noise like you're talking about. And so like the breathing does help, you know. I uh, I turned on some like sappy Christmas music the other day, and the holiday blues started to set in, and I was like, "What are you doing to yourself, mm. man?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but that has a also also being um, mindful enough to let it out and release it. Like, you know, I think that um, if we're not paying attention to that, you end up like you know looking at the cold medicine aisle, and you know. Rite Aid at one o'clock in the morning because you've now worked yourself into, you know, a chest cold and possibly a flu. And then fucking Whitney Houston comes on singing, do you hear what I hear? And you just fucking lose it right there in the middle of like, <laughs> the, like Metamucil <laughs> section. And Between I don't the know anything and about the this personal experience <laughs> at all. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not being uh, patient and taking care of yourself, um, you could always listen to, you know, Whitney or Dan Fogelberg or any of those sappy Christmas songs and yeah. just fucking let it go. Yeah, I guess. You I gotta guess let you it go. And you know what? If 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 you can't let it go, find find a good person to come in and help you let it go. <laughs> Cassie <laughs> you know? Levy's performing eight shows a week, like right around the corner at oh. Frozen. Oh, okay. Yeah. That <laughs> I was talking about a different way of letting it go. Oh girl, no, you know? just no, put on some drag, get out of some like fucking glitter in a can, run around, stomp the streets of Ninth Avenue and belt at the top of your tits. And <laughs> <laughs> And with that, I'm gonna thank you very much, Justin Quackenbush, for coming to play with me today. We're doing that next um, week. <laughs> We'll put it on Instagram. It'll be great. (laughs) Let the kids know where they can find you if you want them to find you. Find me. Oh, justindquackenbush.com or justindquackenbush on Instagram. That's Justin D. Quackenbush. Quack like the noise a duck makes. E as in Edward and as Nancy. Bush. Like a shrubbery. Yes, like a shrubbery. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been a... It's been ridiculous. This has been ridiculous. Like and every a lot other of day that we spend together. I know. Um, and I don't think I'd be able to survive the holidays without you. Oh, girl. And, um, yeah. Likewise, baby. Likewise. So, yeah. Once again, thank you. And thank you to all for listening to In, In Yo, Yo Mouth. Take us out, daddy. <laughs>